Thank you for listening to the Drums and Rums podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast and our content on YouTube, become a Drums and Rums Patreon member, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel as we work to get towards 1,000 subscribers. Links are listed in the description of this episode. And thanks again for checking out this episode and all of our other past episodes. Hey all, this is Paul from Drums and Rooms with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting episode here. It's like like a long-lost brother, uh, and this goes way back to April of 2020, you know, nearly three years ago. We all remember 2020, early part of 2020, before the lockdown, before, you know, pandemic and all these things. And Drums and Rums podcast started out at that or about that time, just before lockdown. And we got to episode three. And that was when I had made the, trying to make this decision. Do I continue it? We all didn't know what was going to be next, actually, when lockdown happened, how long and so forth. We didn't know what the future held for us. So at that point, I was decided that if I'm going to keep this thing going, let me go ahead and start doing the Zoom. I wasn't quite ready. I wasn't thought I was going to be doing it that soon. But. As we all know, shit happens, and you either move forward or you crumble up and, uh, you know, whatever whatever the analogy is. But anyway, so yes, episode number three, uh, I was listening to it today, you know, doing a little recap and kind of thinking and looking at it. And it's amazing whenever you go back and look at things you've done in the past and, you know, maybe how you improvement, maybe you're, you know, playing the drums and you look at maybe some video you've recorded. But anyway, enough about all that. Let me go ahead and get them on the, on the camera here. Let me welcome back to the podcast, episode number three, now podcast alum, Eric True Love. How you doing, Eric? I'm good. I'm good. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, oh there you, we go. Yeah, you, I just you, had to. You know. It's not rum, though. It's going to say right off the bat. <laughs> but it's a spirit of sorts. <laughs> I, I, that's fine, right? That's why we always say that we're the backbeats meets the spirits, right? So at least it's, you know, as, as a, yeah, we like I said, I talked talking there about branching out and, you know, and other things. And, you know, we've, you know, you look at growth and, you know, I, you know, I still stick mostly to the, you know, the rum stuff. I've kind of branched out a little bit, done some other things, but anyway, it's enough about me. It's about you, right? That's <laughs> why I asked you to come on. You know, I'm not on your show. You're on my show. So I'm, I want to, you know, catch up with you. And uh, again, welcome back. I mean, can you believe it's been, can you believe that's nearly three years ago, right? Yeah, you had mentioned the word time warp earlier, and you're right. It's just like, wow, that was that was three years ago. <laughs> Where does it go? I no, I and it's and everyone always says, yeah, COVID years don't count. You kind of get a pass, but yeah, you think about it, it's like, God, that was you know, and and you know, my my oldest son is about it'll be graduating this year, and it would really you know, look back it like really sucked for the kids that are in high school or school in general, and maybe high school because again, that's a bigger kind of frame reference. Yeah. And, you know, he lost out, you know, and then my younger one is two years, two years, two grades, you know, uh, behind him. So he, uh, you know, I look back, it's like, man, 2020, like, where were you when COVID locked everything, shut everything down? And, you know, so, but yeah, I, so I appreciate you being, you know, you are the, our first Zoom guest, our first, <laughs> our first, I get not so, so much Zoom guest, but I'll call it more in a sense. Cause you know, Zoom's not paying me for this. Uh, right. <laughs> my first remote guest. How about that? That works. That works. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, how's how have you been since uh you know since we talked right three years ago? Yeah, well, you know, I've been 
I'm, I'm in a good place for sure. You know, we all went through some, some rough times, you know, for various reasons. I'm sure we all have our reasons, you know, and, and uh, hopefully we've all, you know, come out stronger for it. I know not everybody has, but I feel like I have. And uh, I'm looking back, looking at our two screens though, man, it's like, I thought I was doing better in the camera department, the lighting, but I have a window right here. And during the day, it's a totally different ballgame. And I have, you know, different cameras that I use to shoot when I'm shooting video, but I'm just on my com computer right now. And right. Not, not such great light, but <laughs> uh, we no, get the idea. No, we're, we're, when we, when you come back on again, you know, in three, three years for the podcast, you'll say, hopefully, yeah, you got to get all, you get all that straight. Right. But. Just try and make everything blurry here, right? Cheers. Right, yeah. Just drink up, everybody. If you're watching the video, just drink, and actually, it, this everything will get clearer. So, yeah, we'll look much better. <laughs> so, yeah, the three, yeah, three years ago. Again, you know, when we when we talked, you know, it was just very early on, and, and like I said, I'm hopefully that your your family or I mean, how how we in that was always Eric. That was a start of. I don't think it was with um, you know, I know I just said I just went back and listened, but I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing, but. I don't think we actually even got a chance to even talk about COVID yet um, right. yeah, no, on your no. episode. It was more about, we just locked down, we didn't know, and so forth. It was episode number four where we had um, two guests, and again, I had the craziest idea, and that's my problem is I always have these crazy ideas and I want to do it, and then I don't think it all the way through, is <laughs> with uh, two drummers at the same time in two different time zones. So this podcast was taped in, across three time zones. And from India wow. to Germany into the U.S. And that was the first time we started talking about and asking, what's it like for you guys? Because, you know, you guys are ahead of the, the lockdowns and, you know, the, you know, the pandemic and, and all those things. And you're in a different country than compared to the U.S. where, you know, we're a little bit, we're a lot more open uh, than a lot of other countries were. So, but yeah, I mean, how, every, every, again, every, like you said, it was, it was, you know, everyone went through it. But I guess it, anything okay, you know, for... You know, because I, I work from home, it wasn't too bad. My wife, you know, she's an administrator at a school, so she had to become IT tech. You know, it's a small school, so she was, like, coaching all of her teachers on how to do Zoom and, and, and you know, that whole thing. So, but, you know, we got through it. We, we, we've got young kids that are in grade school, so it was, you know, it was an adjustment. But it just like with everything, it's like you learn from it, you grow for it, grow, grow from it. And, you know, I, I tend to look more forward than I do back. So, <laughs> It's all behind us now, you right? Know? Yeah, no, it's that's it's you're right. It is it, like we were saying, we just can't believe it was three years ago. And again, we are looking back, but just can't believe how quickly it did go by. Even though at that time it felt like yeah. it was never going to end uh, right. at that point there. So, but I think there's right. a new sense of fragility in life <laughs> because yeah. of you, know, you just don't know what what can happen, and so. For me, especially with this new year, 2023, it's just like, just got to go for it now. It's like, you know, times we got, we got to make up for a couple lost years mm -hmm. and, you know, you don't know. So you don't know. So you just better go for it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, in the pan, the pandemic really gave a lot of people a chance to really evaluate where they are in life and careers and things and to make it simpler. And, um, I know a lot of talk today, you know, is now moving jobs back to being back in the office and remote work. But I mean, remote work has always been there. It just maybe not to the size that it, it kind of blew up and, you know, sustain. But 
right. yeah, it, it you're, you're right. Is it definitely is, and that was the one thing is those you know listen to the the podcast during those that COVID time. It was always amazing. I always loved to ask the guest whether it was a uh, you know a brand or a distiller or a company or a musician or whatever. How did you you know? How are you making through it? How are you doing? You know, and then once we got through it and things started opening up and then, you know, it's like, yeah, I just started opening. I just started to open a distillery in the end of 2019 or something to that effect. And it's like, geez, talk about this timing, but you're yeah. still here. You are still yeah. in business. You had to do what you had to do. And, you know, that is, I think, a great, great thing to hear that story. People still persevere. I mean, I know not everybody, but you got to take the wins. You got to take the positive stuff and to kind of show it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I had already just gone through a huge kind of uh, upheaval in my life because I moved from Tucson to Houston. I sold my school that I built. I sold a couple of houses. You know, one was a rental. One was a house we lived in. I got my family moved here. And then to try and establish myself here and sort of take a minute and step back. It's like, do I want to continue being a full-time drum teacher, being a full-time musician, do I want to change careers now? You know, I'm in my early fifties and it's like, and so then, you know, so I was just trying to kind of settle into my new, my new and you know, environment in that way. And then all that happened. And now the family's home, you know, full-time and life is a whole, whole different thing. And we don't even know what, what it is yet and what's around the corner. And so now that everything's kind of back together and I've, I've gathered myself and I sort of, um, explored a few other options like web development and, you know, just maybe some other career options just sort of floated that out there to see how it felt like right at the end of the year. And, uh, and then the universe just said, no, no, here's an album you're going to record on. Here's some bands that are going to call you for gigs. And, you know, I started getting video, putting content out again and it just feels it feels right. I just had a brand new student yesterday from the house. I built a studio in, in my downstairs that's just for teaching. It's comfortable and it's not invasive to the to the rest of the family. But I'm, I'm only take a few students and we'll do like a half a dozen at a time instead of 30 or 40. Right. You know? <laughs> so pick and choose. And like I said, uh, quality or quantity, hopefully this, you know, not you're gonna have to practice <laughs> right yeah yeah no it, it's it's and you know it that's a kind of interesting thing you'd mentioned there was you know other skill sets right and um and again i said I, I don't mean to dwell on you know looking back over the last three years that you know some of those things uh from the time we first talked to yeah. now and you know there was a lot of a lot of times that i you know i you know i referenced always referenced Nashville December of 2019 as a point where this idea for the show with a name, et cetera, really took the spark because of just being in Nashville, seeing all the music going to the drum dojo with, you know, Jim Riley, you know, mm -hmm. taking all those things in and just, and, and, and then also, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm just a little guy here, but at the same time, you know, that, his inspiration, he, you know, there was a bit, quite a bit of an inspirement that weekend because I always thought, and again, don't know a whole lot about country music and how the, some of the structures, like maybe like a rock band, but here's a guy who's doing drum workshops when he's off the road, doing a, some pickup gigs, writing books, 
you know, he was at that time, he was just start, started talking about teaching at a local college. And, you know, I'm thinking, does he not, you know, I, you know, I'm not, not getting into finances, but I'm always like, does he, does he like to keep busy? Uh, you know, money or whatever yeah. the case may be. I just was, I was really, I guess, in awe of that whole, he's keeping busy in the irons in the fire, right? Right. And then COVID comes. And then if you're a one iron person, you were probably not in as good a shape as maybe somebody else who can kind of pivot into another thing or skill or business or et cetera, and, uh, or source income stream. And again, musicians right. were probably the one as they were hit, hit the hardest because the venue's closing. And then now what am I doing for income? And I'm a full-time musician, you know, right. et cetera. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I was really lucky because, you know, our move here was, was, uh, due to my wife's, you know, position, it was a it was a promotion for her opportunity, and I, had, you know, had my business and really like my nose was raw, you know, from from keeping it to the grindstone, and and so she was just like, you know, do what you do what you need to do, do what you want to do, and so I was able to really do a lot of reflection, and and uh, you know, fortunately, I had made a few investments that were keeping me going kind of like a mosaic of, of incomes. Yeah, I've, I right. was just talking with this about my wife as I've been self-employed for the vast majority of my adult life. Mm. Um, and much of that is, you know, been strictly for music, but there was a lot of other too. So yeah, uh, I, I, I really feel for people that, you know, lost their source of income mm. and, you know, we're forced to pivot, you know. Yeah, I just kind of tap danced a little bit, you know. Right, so. I, you know, it's a good thing, you know, because I know a lot of people that were, you know, lost their jobs and maybe didn't have something. Or, and again, you no, know, it is a very awkward time, and thus the rise of all of these, you know, people that started making digital content because they're stuck in their house. They got a phone, and again, I don't know if you remember. Like I said, you probably do recall this at this same time now is as you mentioned, your wife's, you know, in, in school, uh, you couldn't find a web camera, you know? Mm. And it was like, that was like an impossible thing because everyone's sitting at their home now, whether you're a worker or a kid or whatever, you couldn't buy web cameras. And, yeah. uh, it was just, again, some of this, it, again, we can go off in a whole tangent of, you know, <laughs> that we look back now, like we were really running around looking for toilet paper, you know, I mean, now it's eggs, you know, but, right, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always going to be something. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, all right. So I, th I think we're good. You know, again, let's, uh, put the COVID aside. Like I said, it's in the rear view mirror now. And, uh, what is, uh, yeah. So what is new? You, like you said, you got some, you, you, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the song there you were just working on and practicing, uh, uh, time warp. And then you did some recording, uh, also. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, yeah, let's, let's talk some drum stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing I did, you know, is, not too long ago, maybe six months ago, is I put up a band mix profile page. You're familiar with band mix? Yep. Yep. Okay. I put it up there. It was kind of really specific because like I don't want to be down in the trenches. Like I don't do smoky bars. <laughs> I mean, I play bars. I play plenty of bars, but like here in Texas, yeah. you know, you get some of these that are like <laughs> whew, you like scrape that smoke off you when you walk out of there. That's bad. So I was like, I don't do that. Sorry. Uh, so I was kind of specific in what I what I was looking for and. Uh, well, you know, lo and behold, I've gotten some really good stuff just recently to come come down or came from that. One was a uh, an album that I'm recording with somebody. So we just finished four four tracks this month, 
out of 11. He's doing a whole concept album. The band is called Total Strangers. And the songwriter and guitar player, it's his project. He's here in Houston. Um, he's got a podcast, and I need to get, you know, get on there and, and meet some of those folks and check that podcast out. It's a songwriter's podcast. Okay, um, cool. And so the, the singer is based out of L.A. The bass player used to live in Houston, I guess, but he lives in Ghana, South Africa. The keyboard player's in Sweden, you know, so we're just all file sharing. And so far, like, everybody's really happy with what's what's come out, these four tracks that are still cool. being, you know, mixed and, and mastered and edited. But my part's done. I got to come in. He had loops. Like, these are the gro grooves I basically want. Here's where you're going to stop and yada, yada. Mm. So. I'd run through and do a couple of takes with some ideas, send them to him in just a MP3 format, rough mixed where the drums are real out front. And you go, Ooh, I really like this. Maybe let's not do this here. And then I, I go through and do a couple more takes. And usually one of those is a keeper. And then we move on to the next. So that, that just popped out of the blue from this band mix post oh. that I put up, um, which I was super excited about and is really fueled, um, a, re a rekindling that I've been working on of my love for drums, which is crazy because, you know, it was everything for so long. And it, with my building my school and, you know, it's your whole life. Back, right. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, it became my identity. And pretty yeah. soon it was just like, it didn't have the, the appeal quite like it used to, you know, right. After doing it for, for so long. And so I, in that whole COVID time period, I was like, all right, now I'm going to step back and maybe do something else. I ended up, uh, teaching school for about a year and a half here. And I did that. I didn't think I was even going to take the position on, but I specifically did it because I was actively learning how to play a little bit of keyboards, guitar and bass. And I've been playing ukulele and singing for a while. Mostly I've been doing that with my daughters. So I'm trying to give them, Something. expose them as right. much as I can to all of it, you know, and they both play drums more than, you know, their other instruments, but my one daughter's taking voice lessons and yada, yada. So anyway, so I was like, I'm going to take that gig. It was like a couple nights a week. I got to run the rock groups, you know, trying to wrangle, you know, a dozen teenagers after school to learn how to play two songs in a few weeks, you know, at 90 that, you know, two, two hours a pop was, was challenging. And it really forced me to, learn a little bit more theory be able to, you know, understand. And, and that process of learning what it is I want from a drummer coming at it from a bass player standpoint or a guitar player, a piano player, all of a sudden that, that fire started coming back and, and now it's back with Heard. this recording session and some new gigs. And it's, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that, you know, I find the same, same thing is when, if I've been away and, you know, I'm really, I, yeah, I know. I always have this like guilty, guilty, uh, omission, omission or confession. Maybe that's it is, you know, I, this is now consume the creative outlet that, you know, early 2020 that I was trying to fill, uh, after a couple projects, just kind of, and it wasn't even COVID related, but it was, you know, and it's like trying to play and do and again you know what it's like trying to meet up with people like you said trying to meet up with people that's going to fit to do something and what do you you know and right. um and just fitting that in but then there's times when i'll t you know be away from the drums for for a while and again it's not that i don't like playing it's just there's life right and it's right. yeah i know people will say well you don't make it a priority or you don't i'm like 
well, I, you know, I've got a family, I got kids, you know, I've, I've got to do have a full-time job, you know, that is paid. You've got a podcast. I've got I mean, a podcast yeah, and, you know, and I'm kind of going all over the place and other things too. And, you know, I do, but then, I, then when I do come back, I do enjoy, you know, do what, would I like to play more? Would I like to, you know, maybe, you know, for here in Florida, it's okay. Cause our bar gigs are not bad because you're not allowed to smoke inside. Uh, yeah. Unless you're like 75% of the sales is uh, alcohol. And, uh, but you know, so yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. You know, sometimes it's like, it's like the absence makes the heart grow fonder. If you want to call it that, right? <laughs> Valentine's, sure, yeah. Valentine's Day is not that far away, right? So, yeah. uh, but that's now that's pretty cool. And, and but like you said, you you didn't know what it is, where you're, how that was going to turn out. But it was something that, you know, end up being a good positive experience. You know, teaching the you know they go in there and teach. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I really you know tried to come through it. And, and, you know, it's like in karate where you use your opponent's, you know, momentum and to, to your advantage. And, uh, you know, maybe that maybe that's what <laughs> is happening here. But, you know, 23 feels feels really solid. And, uh, you know, things are things are looking say like I mentioned it before, but you're you know, I, I was your first visual video uh, guest and uh, you really stepped it up yeah. again, Mike. Mike, Mike. Anyways, yeah. No, I know it's all good. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. I mean, and it's uh, it's an uh, yeah. It, it like we all go through, right? We always want to improve, get better. How do we change? And and euro and um, yeah. and all those all those things. And actually, yeah, this used to be the uh, I we, we call it the studio now, right? In uh, yeah. but for those for those who have been here, have actually know it's it's the uh, what used to be the kids' room that I reclaimed before they were, you know, born, and it used to be my room where the drums were. And yeah. I said, "No, I said if I'm going to do this. Let me do it at the house, so I don't have to pay and go somewhere else and do this whole thing. I have my own thing set up and so forth." But yeah, yeah, but it's always, yeah, it's always, it is. I think it, like I said, we don't want to dwell on the past, but sometimes it's good to kind of use it to help us reflect. You know, am I going in the right direction? Am I doing the things I want to do? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really good. So, yeah. So let's talk about the project a little bit more there. So, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've worked really hard in my drumming life to do the less is more thing, you know, like not be so busy, really serve the song, fill when it's necessary, solo when it's necessary, which is really rare in most of most cases. I did a theater gig where, it was part of the thing. It was a melodrama show, comedy, and you know, like you're following the keyboard player and you're playing a bunch of sound sound effects and stuff. And so, you know, there was tons of solos every night. And it was like four drum solos every night, you know, for that. But most of the time, it's not my my, my bag, you know, it's not my my thing. So, uh, I just recently, well, with with that project, he's he's wants me to be busier. You know, he wants me, he's like, feel more. I want the drums to really push. And, 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 you know, the fact that he already had an idea of what he wanted, you know, from a songwriter standpoint, producer wise, he's, that's, it, there's a lot going on there. And it's been really easy for me to just go come in and try and give him what he wants, right. even though it's not necessarily my instinct to approach the song that way. Mm, okay. So that's been, that's been really interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to do more of that. I've actually done a, a, a fair amount of recording in my in my career. I've you know been involved in several 
studio projects and albums and whatnot, but not out of my own. I've, I've done a few out of my own and I'm really hoping to pivot to that. I, I finally started doing some drum covers. I hadn't put out a drum cover video in two and a half years. And so I just put one out this month as well. I've been hitting it hard in January, but it looks way better than this because again, I'm on my <laughs> camera on the, on the computer, like just the MacBook camera here. So I've got, you know, at least 1080p cameras. I'm not up to 4K yet, but like yeah. you know, I, I was happy because the the lighting you mentioned, lighting mm. super important, and and the cameras and and my audio. Like I feel like I've stepped up, you know, a couple of notches in in that, and still learning though. You know, yep. it's, it's a constant to thing to stay ahead of the wave or stay on the wave. You know, yeah. and especially you know a, a lot of us that are doing something, you know, whether it's um, you know, whether it's drumming or music or uh, you know we've become and maybe in technology's gotten a heck of a lot easier and cheaper that we've all become you know kind of a, a bit per not professional maybe in every aspect but somewhat proficient to be able to do things on our own right um yeah. right you know you you know you, you can record your own drums you know all the things you, you know you don't need a, an engineer or somebody in a full-blown studio you know or any of the social media you know obviously again with a podcast that's something I want to do certain things, have to learn, or even some of the editing of the podcast stuff that we do, or, you know, and uh, learn oh, how to use something like Audacity and, you know, compression, you know, and again. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said, it's the, the pandemic for some may have created the opportunity to put, put new tools in the toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. Sure. So um, something I did that was, unrelated well pretty much unrelated drums was i built a cargo trailer conversion camper so i okay. I, I had it i had the shell the trailer itself built specifically to fit in my garage i have a two-car garage with single doors so i have a half inch clearance on each side of the tire and a half inch clearance of the roof oh my god get it in and out of my garage and so i don't take it out that often but you know <laughs> we've taken it on some cross-country trips and some short camping trips. I built it so that we can camp in it, but also converts into a mobile teaching studio okay. performance center. The back door is a ramp, so that becomes a stage. And and so that's something that is a, an idea. You mentioned it being you know, full of ideas. So that's part of a whole thing that I'm iron that's you know going to get pounded into – Something else, you right. know, once, once hot enough and, and pliable enough. So, um, so it is related to drums, but like we've just been using it as a camping thing. So, right. yeah, like I was really fortunate to be able to, you know, just keep on plugging away with different projects. From so that's that's it. Maybe, maybe you've got a new business there for bands that, you know, you can just roll up. You don't, you know, depending obviously where the venue is, if it's an outside venue, you know, but you roll up and then, you know, the, maybe the walls fall down and, you know, you create it's creates its own stage. You know the drums are already set up, or you know there you go. All right, million. Now with the solar generators, you can do it anywhere. Right, you have a whole circle of the wagons. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like a, a rolling festival of independent artists. That's right, the most cleanest, you know, uh, clean uh, carbon free uh, uh, concert, carbon free concert. Yeah, say that sometimes fast. But well, I also uh, want to, you know. We, we camp in the state parks and stuff. So I, I, I've been wanting and uh, envisioning partnering with the state parks mm. to offer a little rock band class during the day for the kids and then have a performance at night or yeah. you know, do, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, lots of 
silly ideas, okay. some of which I'm sure will never come to fruition. But <laughs> well, that's well, that's it. You've got more ideas, and I, you know, we're obviously we. I think we have as kindred spirits is that we have more ideas than than what we can actually execute on, right? And uh, okay. yeah, there's not which enough. Can be, time. Which can be paralyzing, actually. Yeah, you're you're. I I know, and and I told it. Yeah, it, people don't think it. It's just that you've got so much in your mind, and and again, it's just kind of. But you, if you're, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I'm, I've been always been is it's not that, um, it's not that I don't want people to help me. You know, I, again, still, still trying to generate the, you know, the monetization and revenue and so forth. I mean, I would love once, you know, start making money is to bring people on and, you know, help with creativity or making certain things and do more to kind of expand. But, you know, it's like, you still got to be able to crawl before you can, you know, run. So, yeah, you know, but it's kind of, yeah. For sure, and um, you know, kind of like a dog that wants to bolt out the the you know, fence, past the fence, you know. But anyway, yeah. so so yeah, so that's that's I, you know that's and that's a great you know, like that example there with the band mix. You know, there are good things, positive things that may not have had happened because of the pandemic, right? Because of these yeah. certain lockdowns or meeting up people, because the things would have kept going its normal course. And it would have maybe, it. I think it's it probably like like we were talking earlier about rem- remote work. Remote work and has always been there prior to the pandemic, just not to the volume of it became. And now kind of contracting back. But those things like recording and sending loops and samples and whatnot and tracks over the you know, it, it's not was so it wasn't new. It wasn't created be, during the pandemic, but it kind of blew up because of right. the need, the necessity of it. So yeah, became mainstream for sure. No. Right. Everybody's doing it. You know, it's like TikTok. I don't do TikTok, but I do Instagram, you know, and now it's mm-hmm. shorts and even YouTube's yep. doing YouTube shorts. And so even today I, I, I was doing something on my, I've got this really an electric kit. I'm doing a, a thing with the Roland Octopad where, you know, it's basically a, a looper mm-hmm. and there's got me- melodic sounds in there. And, you know, there's some people out there doing some really interesting things with Octopad and I've got it you know, where there's the mesh snare pad on it and kick pedals and the cymbals. And then uh, it's all in a really small frame. And so I'm working on, you know, just two cameras and overhead and a front and just creating some really interesting loops on the fly Mm. in about 30 to 60 seconds, formatted portrait, not landscape. And I'm going to throw them up as shorts and just see what happens, you know, but it's like, I've been, I've gone back to, um, an old school day planner, handwritten. You know, I still use the Google calendar and everything, but there's something about checking in with that f- physical thing that right. we, we've always done, yeah. written it down and like my ideas and prioritizing. I finally just said, okay, I'm just going to go back to the old way and I'm going to use the technology to enhance that right, right. instead of the other way around, you know, and, and so far I'm finding that to be super helpful in maintaining the mosaic of things that I'm trying to accomplish to, you know, not have, have just one or two or three irons in the fire, but 15 or 20 <laughs> more, I, more, more. It's, it's not to say that we're, you know, if anyone's younger than us listening to this thing that we're dinosaurs, you know, but that's how it's, it's a generational thing. You won't, it won't, it takes, things don't happen overnight. And, and I know the last, Again, the last few years has been kind of crazy in many different ways that 
humans are very not programmed for change and to expect somebody to change for certain things it's a, it's a lot of effort you just can't tell somebody you can't do this no more or you know you know and there has to be a lot of will and so forth and yes you know you and i like i said we're about the same age we grew up be pre you know pre-computers or just before computers really took off in the home pc and things like that and I'm the same way. There's still at work. I still take my notes, you know, on a, on a meeting. Can I get an iPad? Can I get a the computer? And you know, and that that was actually something that was like yeah, some of the millennials that are the difference between generations in the workplace where, you know, it's like oh this kid's sitting on his phone the whole time. No, he's taking notes. That's how he takes right. notes. You know, and it's like yeah. it's a, you know, anyway. So it's researching. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. And. That's yeah. how people are. Now, so yeah, maybe then in the next couple generations, yeah, the paper will go away. But until they have improved the crude caveman, you know, you know, thing, you know, t- you know, until they can prove that stylus, you know, yeah. I, you're not going to take the pencil, the pen away from uh, people, you know. But yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine the, the world our kids are going to be living in in 20 years. At this point, oh, yeah. with the rate of the way, how fast things have changed, especially you know, recently with the, the, you know, popularity and explosion of chat GBT and all the artif- oh, artificial yeah. intelligence and where we can see that door opened. And now we're looking in that room, just like, holy crap, mm-hmm. <laughs> here yeah. we go. This is this where we're going. This you whole, know? my, my, everything I'm saying, I put through the chat uh, AI. So this is, uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> this sound, he sounds no, too much like a computer. Scary. If you want to, if you want to, I'm joking now, I'm joking, but serious. If you want to hear a computer, oh my God, I said, I went back and I listened to episode three and how I started it off. And I was doing like reading a little intro script and I was like, oh my God, I, you could tell. And again, some of those things you've improved and you get better and you're comfortable. And I'm like, I'm, you, I can, I know I was reading something because I was like, just like, you know, like a robot kind of reading this thing. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, drop me a hint on, uh, you know, on social media somewhere. So do you, do you like the old podcast, how I kind of approach it? Or do you like the new, the new format, you know, a little bit kind of more, I don't know, but I'm always interested in feedback. It's but, interesting. It's just like, you know, learning an instrument mm-hmm. is, is super important to record yourself so that you could document and learn and grow, you know, from that. So yeah, but I, you know, I was, I, I, I bought a, a Udemy course. Uh, if you're familiar with Udemy or to, if the listeners are feel familiar with Udemy, it's, you know, it's like college level courses that you can purchase online and they're just online courses. There's a bunch of them out there. Udemy is the only one that's coming to mind right now. I took a piano course on there. It's like $10 and, you know, you can, you know, it's, it's worked well for me on a couple different things. I, I took one on Logic Pro X, the, the recording DAW, the recording software I use, and I've learned how to you know, do that in Final Cut, just, you know, YouTube searches, but also sometimes I'll be like, I really want to deep dive and it's worth it for 10 bucks to have right. the checklist of things and have a, a, an instructor and a community. And so I did that with, um, yeah, like I say, with piano and with logic and, and, uh, other things uh, like that. Now I kind of just lost my train of thought, right. but there was a reason I, I brought up uh udemy and, and it'll come right back to me so i'm gonna throw it over to you <laughs> okay so yeah i mean it's always that uh, yeah as we get older and, and, and it, it the technology definitely for sure uh, assists us with some of those things to, to improve and so forth 
So, yeah. um, so you got so you got the band, you know. So, so you got a single. I know you sent me the single, and it, I've, awesome grooves. And so the question I had was, how do how do you feel about you know when there's a you're working with an artist, and you know this whole there's some drummers that are like, no, I'll play what I think it should be played. Now again, unless you're being paid, and I don't know. However, right your yeah. here's your charts, and or here's the music, and here's what you're I'm paying you to play. Um, and again, I think sometimes in those situations, yeah, you shouldn't. You got no room to to, to argue. Uh, but yeah, I mean, how do you how do you feel that from from a another musician in in a band kind of telling you here's here's what you? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm screwing this question up here, but. Yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. Um, you know, my instinct was to take it personally at first, mm. but the the agreement I have with this guy, you know, he found me on Band Mix. He he, I, I heard the stuff, and I was like, I could I could see you know recording to this. It's it's in my wheelhouse, you know. Um, he seemed like a cool guy. We did a we did a Zoom and, and met, and then he came to my studio for the first session. We knocked out the first two songs, and then. Uh, you know, it was a bit of a drive for him, and he under, he saw, you know, we, we understood that we could work together, and he saw my space, and so now we're pretty much just doing it, you know, file. Right. Um, so, yeah, my first instinct was to get incensed about it, you know, it was like, take it personal. It's like, I'm the drummer. I should I should be able to dictate what this song requires. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I, you know, it, it's his song. It's his baby. He's been hearing it this way with these drum tracks. He has a, an idea in his mind where that song should go. And he's hired me to try and get there as close to that as, as I can. And right. so once I, you know, realized I, I was maybe being the immature, more version of myself, you know, that I've been in the past and just be like, you know what? I can give him what he wants. I believe I can. And I, and I don't think and I shouldn't get offended that it's not how I would necessarily approach that part. Mm. And so once, you know, once the, I got that behind me and it was very short, it was just like one of those little conversations you have, you know, with yourself, um, you know, it's just been working really smooth. Like he's, he's tickled pink. The people in the band are like really excited about it. Things are, you know, cool. things are moving and shaking and looking forward to the, to the next and it, it might be just one of those things where i do this album and that's it and never it never goes anywhere i mean everybody's all over the world so i doubt we're ever going to gig it you know <laughs> but, it, but it, that and that, that kind of eric is like describing theirs for those that are listening who you know maybe started off in drumming or, or start are new to drumming or isn't aware of it is that you know again there's i i've i've learned you know, obviously i i learned I, I always say that I secretly, I think, um, do the podcast because, you know, I love to to l learn. I learned so much from the guest, right? You know, and and everyone says, oh, you know, sometimes pod, the podcasters are supposed to be the experts and whatever. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I mean, I'm just dumb, some dumb guy. And, you know, again, that's why, I, I, you know, I invite people that I find interesting and hopefully others do. And then, again, try to get a story out of people and then learn some things. And you know, that's how we all grow. It's like, you share a little bit and then somebody says, Oh, I didn't know that. And then, then, you know, you, you teach somebody else and you expose somebody else to it. And that where I went, we're going with that is 
something I've kind of, you know, over time, and I wish I grew up through music a little bit better when I was younger, but I always say, you know, like, like what you're describing here, musician first, band second, right? So if you can get yourself when you're in high school, a teenager, you're learning, you want to be a rock star and all those things, learn that instrument so well. Yeah. Because you can probably be in a band, probably have a hit, probably tour, do all these rock star stuff. But chances are it may not give you a lifetime of, you know, a career if you really, truly want to be in music for the long right. haul. And yeah. uh, so, so it's a, uh, yeah, it's all a matter of you want a, a good, a good career, make some decent money, or do you want to, you know, you know, snort Coke off a, you know, a stripper's butt or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that sounds more like touring, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, let's Which, go live in the back of the van. Yeah, and at 40 and 50, you're like, nah, that's not a cool, right, yeah, no, not interested, I'll yeah. yeah. <laughs> back I'll to the, smoke, the smoky play, bars. The, 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 the strip mall, you know, rock venue. We got we got a sound person. I just got to show up my drums. I have fun playing music that I grew up with. Yeah, I go home. You yeah. know, it's a nice way to get out of the house, but I'm gone, you know, for weeks at a time and, you know, I made that I made that decision when I was building my school. It's like kind of try and dictate, decide for myself what my music career looks like. You know, right. it doesn't have to mean touring. It doesn't have to mean the CD side necessarily. You know, <laughs> if you don't want to, but yeah, but you know, was, was happy to get this this project came up, and it, it's it's a legitimate project. It's a paid paid gig and I'm, I'm hoping it can lead to some more you know because i like my studio i'm, I'm yeah. happy here i had a, i had a dark cloud as far as gear went my my i went through a couple of different interfaces and a couple of different computers and it just constantly felt like i was chasing my tail and beating my head against the wall and i finally got past all that and everything's running smoothly and it's like okay i can just turn on a few things and when I when I'm feeling it on my time and when I'm feeling in the right headspace can get in and do it right you know so yeah no I'm I'm with you at, for over over this journey too it's been a uh, with the technology and learning a huge curve and again thankfully I've got a lot of good good you know people uh, to be around that help give pointers and tips and so forth and and again you prove like anything you get a little bit better equipment and you know, makes your life easier and so on and so forth. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've, I was going through that for quite a while and it still struggled a little bit with, and I try to do something mobile. Um, and, uh, I'd somewhat, somewhat got a, something working out and, you know, that I just yeah, recently you do a few podcasts from some various, you know, right. distilleries and, yep. you know, yep. Yep. Like so, so we did a live stream actually, uh, Saturday, on uh, at a local venue and it was an event six bands were playing and and i and this is something i've been wanting to do of like you know, kind of like a you know what they do back in the day the radio remotes you know you're broadcasting from the re, you know you're talking to bands or talking to people whatever yeah and i've been wanting to do it for a while and there was an, at a venue an event and it just kind of one of those it's kind of connect and said hey i want to do this and i didn't get paid for it but i think it's can hopefully lead into something a little bit more and the the promoter that was putting it on same thing He's like the one man setting up this and doing this and running around and doing all these different things. He goes, I had, this is what I've always wanted to do, but I just, I can't do everything. 
And he goes, when right. I found out that you were interested in doing this, I said, this is great. So it turned into me set up. The bands all played out on the outside stage. I had all the bands come up and we were up on the stage inside and it was kind of like an interview. People can watch an interview with the bands and learn. So, yeah. So again, it's like, well, okay, this is kind of cool. And I, on, cool, yeah. on a previous, previous guest, uh, I was talking with, uh, you know, and he, he's a, he's a bartender. So Anthony from the Hate podcast, uh, uh, bar, he's a bartender and he's, and I said, you know, I said, I think when I started doing my live streams every week, you know, outside of the podcast, I started realizing I said, maybe there is because I'm not, playing out or gigging or whatever it's filling the void of performing because yeah. is you know I never i guess i never thought about you know the the, the podcasting thing you are performing you're entertaining you know and uh yeah it's a gig yeah. for sure yeah so it's i got mean, different equipment <laughs> yeah yeah so you have a you know again i have a good time i kind of be you know lively etc but where the hell was i going with this whole story i don't know but <laughs> hey, anyway hey, I'm, it's contagious you know <laughs> You did mention distillery, or I did. Yep. So, what are you drinking? So, actually, um, probably will be the only thing I dr- actually have tonight. I did make a, I did make a rum and coke, um, and I did put in some. I just grabbed whatever I had down here. So this was Don Q, mm-hmm. and if you could see that number that's on there, that's a big number that I put in yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one yeah. one fifty one Don Q, and uh, they call this one. I guess this is the Hurricane. Uh, no, I take that back. This isn't the Hurricane. Is it tequila? No, no, this is this is still it's rum. Um, is it rum? Okay. Yep, yep. So it's a overproof rum, and it's from Puerto Rico. Um, but I had another bottle, I guess. I must have grabbed. There's another one that's like I guess hurricane proof, because when you make the hurricane cocktail, you you it's a pretty strong drink. So I right. just I just said I'm gonna just grab something. I'm got you just drinking it on the rocks. A uh, little little mixed. I had I did have some ice and a little bit of Coke, Diet Coke. Okay. So. Not not too bad. So I just gotta watch. Super fancy rum and coke. Thing. That's right. Yeah, strong rum and coke. So I gotta watch. I haven't eaten dinner dinner, dinner yet. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I still usually do the Jaeger. I've been doing that for like fifteen years. You know, every time around the holidays, it's Jaegermeister and eggnog, and it's called a Jaegnog, and that's my my okay. creation. It, okay. It's delicious. I've turned a lot of people onto that. Okay. I know it sounds. If you gotta like eggnog, if you don't like eggnog, forget it. But you know, it's a spicy little thing, right? I'm drinking an apple pie, which is. Fireball and apple juice. Okay. Fireball and apple juice. I'm trying to, you know, so, little break from the Jaeger. So I've got I've got a story for you then and talking about Fireball. I'm not okay. sure if you heard some of the news lately about Fireball. I did hear that. Okay. Yeah. The little ones, right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, the big lawsuit and everything. And uh, it's funny because a local mom and pop liquor store here, uh, you know, I go in and, fre- and frequent and, he, he was, we got talking, I don't remember how exactly, but he was telling me, because yeah, they're selling Fireball now in the gas stations here in Florida. And like, they, they, you know, it's messed up because people say, oh, wow, oh my God, there's alcohol in the gas station. You, you usually have to have a different liquor license. Well, he said, he goes, yeah, but they don't really, people don't realize when they buy it, they see the brand. It's not the same thing as what you're buying in the liquor store. Right. right. And it's a whole, yeah. So there's a whole, the, everyone's all up in arms about the false. And that's, that's something that, especially in the rum world here, is about there's a big push to be more transparent, wanting companies yeah. to become more transparent about certain things. And, um, 
it needs to happen. I mean, the shrinkflation has gotten out of control. Yeah. Like you buy something in a package this big and the food <laughs> in it is like maybe takes up a third of it or something, you know, but it's, yeah. it's, it's getting yeah, real, real crazy. So yeah, it's a, it's a malt beverage. We were, my wife mm-hmm. and I were just having this conversation. It's a malt beverage. So it's more like a beer. It's not a hard liquor. They just bottled it in those little bottles and put them in like the candy cane containers for holidays and stuff like that. So but, yeah. So I I don't I don't you know again I I, I have I've had I have met the owners, um, you know and again maybe I got to work on my product placement here and some advertising for them here, but if you are interested, there is a cinnamon whiskey, it mm-hmm. is seventy proof, and it's called Sin City. I don't know if it's hard to see there. Um, okay, yeah, that's cool. And uh, yeah, so they are cinnamon whiskey with natural cinnamon flavor. So this is by Gatsby spirits. Uh, really, really smooth. And, uh, mm. and it's not, you know, I, I know fireball can be a little bit sweet, right? Right. But this is more of a, uh, more of a truer sense of a whiskey than a, uh, I don't know, whatever it's considered. Uh, I don't know what fireball is even considered really. I know they say cinnamon yeah, whiskey, but right. So, but yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> someone <laughs> sent him up on stage. I was like, well, this is really yeah. delicious. I'm going to have to go buy a bottle. So, and that's why <laughs> it has turned into a few bottles now, but that was, you know, a while ago. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe I was on a cruise ship here recently and they were in the liquor store in the ship. I saw a bottle of Goldschlager. I says, they still make that. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to pull a Mike Lindell really quick. Right. I'm going to, you got a pillow. Try- <laughs> are you going to talk about QAnon? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, why is it really looks bad on my side? So I was like, well, maybe there's like a smudge <laughs> fingerprint or something on my lens. So I don't know if you saw an interview recently, but he was like cleaning clean it lens. Like that. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hey, you know, we can, you know, we'll work, get some of the AI to fix the, uh, all that, right? Oh, yeah. They make those sharp, sharpening tools. Right. Know? all the post post-production stuff so so yeah so what else uh so eric i the big, big question i want to know so the uh the um the pad do you, do you still have them you know how did you did you get this did they sell out or are you talking about the beatnik rhythmic analyzer yeah right? yeah yeah um they are really close to selling out like when i when i so short, long story for anybody that didn't see the previous or listen to our previous podcast, the Beatnik Rhythmic Analyzer is an amazing tool. It's a practice pad with a computer built in with a visual display that tells your eyes what your ears are hearing of what your hands are doing. And it gives you this new information in this way, a visual way that totally changes your ability to detect where you're at in the pocket how to subdivide time. And there's just so many cool things about it. So long story short, um, that product came out, you know, in 2006, the first time I was ever at NAMM and they were hosting the world's most accurate drummer contest on their device. They, they got the, you know, they patented the, the, that logo, that slogan, you know, with the uh, Guinness book of world records, people and a whole deal, you know, it's like the whole thing. So anyways, I ended up winning it at my first NAMM show with this little device that nobody had ever heard of that that analyzes your timing down to a 512th note, right? Wow. So super, super fine, like splitting hairs, splitting hairs. I, I really only want it because the, 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 the two-measure phrase that they had built to use as the contest 
which they did the whole time they had the contest, was almost identical to a phrase that I had developed as a teaching tool to my students and been teaching it for months. So I had already had a couple of months of practice when I showed up. I was like, oh, okay, what's this device? Let me play that. Oh, I, I know this pattern. It's a pretty hard pattern, by the way. And, and anyway, so I think that's how I was able to do it. Um, you know, and then so I went on and went back the next couple of years to NAM and was able to maintain the, the title of world's most accurate drummer, which had really gotten into my head, you know. It's like, oh, my God, I, I can't mess up on stage. Now people are going to know, you know. People are going to know I mess up. People are going to know I'm human, you know? And so anyway, so I, I ended up, they they used they would fly me out there to the NAMM show after that, and I would demonstrate the the pad, mm. the beatnik, to people, you know, rock stars, random people, store owners, anybody that you would find at NAMM. So I got to introduce that cool device to a lot of, you know, really, really neat people, thousands and thousands of people over that time. Well, fast forward, you know, I don't know, 15 years later, maybe not quite that long. They go out of business, right? They just, they, they were actually in business for like 25 years. They used to sell one of the first clip on tuners that guitar players used to use called the IntelliTouch tuner is one of the first ones that kind of went massive, you know, like mass, to the population right. and then everybody came out with different tuners. So, but our business rusty from, you know, the president called me up and said, Hey, you know, you've worked with us in this way. I'm done with this thing. And we got like 500 left. So I'm offering them to you at X price. And I said, well, I can't do X price, but I can do Y price. And we, anyway, we, we negotiated and I picked, I picked them all up. It was right when I was moving, to, had moved to Houston. I was still kind of going back and forth because I was, selling my business, selling my house. So I spent a year and a half flying back and forth hmm. from Houston to, to Tucson. But so he was up in Dallas. The company was from up in Dallas. So I rented a U-Haul, went up and filled that van to the gills with all those and the bags and the, the adapters and all the promo materials and brought them down and put them in a storage you know, unit in my apartment complex we were in at the time and just started selling them. You know, and that was you know, four years ago, I guess. So wow. There was 300, about 350 of the deluxe model, the one that most people think of when they think of the Beatnik Rhythmic Analyzer, if they know about it. And then there was the, about 150 of the junior models and about enough bags for all those. So now I'm down to like literally just a few dozen. Mm. And I'm, I, I took a few boxes and just put them away because they're, they're not, I'm not going to sell them. So Yeah, you don't want to give it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, I, I may at some day do some more like, drum clinics or something yeah. kind of talking about that. And I'll, I'll, I know I'll want to have a little stock of them or if I ever open another school or, or something like that. Right. So now, now my friends that have had them that, you know, like, yeah, I need to get a, I need to get another one before they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool. Yeah. So, so you get available on the website, right? I know we're not doing shameless plugs promotion yet, but yeah, I mean, I guess you can find it on the website. Yeah. I have a link yeah. on my website. Okay to it says my store which is basically my reverb store that's you know i also buy and sell a lot of gear mm -hmm. just you know not just drumming gear but since i was learning to play you know keyboard and guitar and bass and you know i had a school that did all those right uh taught all those instruments so i, I have and i, I don't want to do the mobile school with the traveling you know with the with the cargo trailer so i have enough gear to outfit two little rock bands like the full little miniature PA system, electric drum kit, small bass amp, small bass, small guitar, small guitar amp, the microphones, all the cables. So like I can open the school right now, but I'm just 
just put the put those in the closet, you know, right. for now. So. So speaking of, yeah, you play, since you play other instruments is uh, a good friend of mine uh, here, here in South Florida uh, podcast. Also uh, Brad Brock, who is the he, what, you know, good friend of mine. And, you know, again, he's another one who's been a musician pretty much all his life. And, um, you know, so he knows the audio aspect of things. He also is a one man band. And oh, nice. so he plays, he sings, you know, he's, uh, you know, like here and, you know, probably like everywhere, every, every soloist, is using some type of looping going on to kind of add a little bit more to their sound. Right. He has these, he has a, he has a couple of the, he's got like one of these on his guitar that he plays. Mm-hmm. And he, when he's strumming, he's using his pinky to basically tap it for the ride symbol. Oh, so nice. <laughs> his whole thing, his whole one man band thing is him playing the guitar and using his feet with a bunch of electronic drum pedals that goes through and the little brain and all that. So he's playing a full, you know, sounds like a full drum, you know, it sounds like it sounds like a full band. If you hear it from a distance and you're like, where's the band, you know, and it's just like this one guy and he's playing drums with his feet, you know, using both feet and so forth. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's uh it's pretty wild. Uh yeah. So I have to, I'll have to send you the link or video, some of the stuff just to see how he has it set up. I was always interested. It's like, that's that's kind of really cool you know that it is yeah, yeah i follow a bunch of loopers and and uh i i'm, I'm pretty fascinated by it I, I wish i had more skills you know it's hard in, in your 50s to, to learn a bunch of new instruments <laughs> yeah. you know? I and mean, that's but a whole really, nother, was, it's a whole coordination yeah, too right yeah exactly it's it like is, i'm never gonna and... be you know like i'm never gonna play any of those instruments well enough <laughs> you know i could probably get i could get by on a bass gig or something if i had to and that was the thing i was teaching at the school of rock for about a year and a half here in in pearland and it forced me every every you know, like i spent a, a whole day every week learning the bass parts the guitar parts and the keyboard parts for a bunch of you know like three or four simple rock songs you know maybe weezer or maybe you know acdc or whatever and and taking taking these classes online just to kind of just yeah, learn yeah. enough to show the kids that, that were brand new beginners to for them to do it and then right. try and get them to play a whole song by the end of the semester. And it was, it was great. You know, it really put me through the grinder as far as my understanding of how much farther I have to go to ever consider myself <laughs> a guitar player. <laughs> and and, it, it, and that's the thing is most people are not, they don't like, again, we're talking about change, you know, they like people, you know, people like being in their thing. They don't like to be moved out of their comfort zone. And, yeah. but then when you do, you, everyone always has a story. That, I mean, yes, it could always go bad depending on how you really embrace it or you can, it can really be a huge thing. It, uh, it's like, again, one of those, if it doesn't kill you, make stronger kind of thing. Cause now it's like, wow, okay, now I've done a challenge. It's a new challenge. It can be kind of exciting and cool and all those things. And like you said, you, you were out of a comfort zone. You kind of, but then you embraced it to kind of say, Hey, this made me better in other things as well. Now, even though I was yeah. uncomfortable at first, but you still persevered through it. So, yeah. Very, very yeah, cool. I got kind of caught up in the ukulele. Like, I own way too many ukuleles. Really cool. <laughs> hey, this one here. Uh. Oh, what? holy cow. That's a ukulele? Yeah, it's like a little Les Paul electric ukulele, right? Oh, you got to hey, uh, So, Eric, you got to send me a picture of that because there's a, a couple of that we've got a, a local. Uh, they're, uh, they, they are called. The little things duo and uh, two girls that play ukes 
They've got amazing voices that are har- The harmonies are crazy. I posted something not that long ago on Instagram. And, uh, she, you know, but Shanice, she was on the podcast and she also does play the drums too. So, but yeah, they're always playing the ukulele. It's like, it's a really cool thing. And they do a lot of crazy cool covers. So anyway, so you got to send me a picture of that, that Les Paul. And, uh, and then I have to show them and say, Hey, let's check out this ukulele. You know, <laughs> it looks, it looks yeah. like, but yeah, I, I started playing ukulele. My first daughter was born. So she was maybe a year, year and a half. And I just happened to cross one. I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. And they're supposed to be easy to learn. So I just started learning a few songs and singing to her at night before bed, you know? And so I mm-hmm. still do that to both my daughters every night as I sing them. So now I've learned like 40 or 50 tunes that I can, that I've memorized that I can play and sing on ukulele. I'm not the best singer, but I've also strengthened my voice with mm-hmm. the bands I've been playing with the last couple of years. I do a lot of harmonies and even a couple of lead songs. So, you know, I can, I can get through it. And uh, talking about looping, I've, I've experimented with a bunch of loopers and I just don't think that's the route I'm going to go with mm-hmm. it. I've got a pedal called a beat buddy, mm-hmm. okay. which is a, a drummer pedal basically. And it's a really cool pedal because it has A part, B parts and some really tasty fills. And you control when those fills happen. Mm. When you go from A to B, you can set it sobriety sobriety level. <laughs> so it can be stone sober or it can up, have up to five beers, which is totally pointless as you might what you know well can you know imagine. Just like you're, with you're really real playing drum. behind the beat there, right? <laughs> right. So I find one beer like for myself, like one drink, and for my beat buddy, I call him Phil Phil Groovemore. Um, <laughs> We do a duo thing. So I'm, I'm trying to incorporate all those songs that I've learned from my girls with a, a, this dr- drummer pedal, and it's sounding really cool. And so totally separate from my drumming career, I, I, my goal this year is to get into a couple senior centers mm. and go sing songs, you know, some old Elvis songs and Eagles and the Beatles and stuff for the elderly that are in the, that are in nursing homes that don't get a lot of entertainment, you know, and my girls like like to sing and play with me. And so we're, we're, you know, we've done a little bit of a few little open mics and stuff with that. So that's another, another little goal, you know? Yeah. And something that came to mind was uh, we had on, I think it was not, uh, geez. And like I said, I think back when certain episodes were, and it was, I thought it was last year and, but no, it's like, no, it's actually 2020. And again, you keep forgetting. No, we're in 2023 now. And yeah, it's all uh, so, uh, Jim, Jim Mola, um, he's based in New York and, and he's a drummer. I, I think he's the president of the New York PASIC chapter and, you know, something, something that I, I'm trying to go in memory. And, uh, he also sings too, and he does voiceovers and so forth. So it's one of those, you know, again, I, I always look at this whole podcast. That's why I call everybody alums, right? I had Don Farmalero on, you know, uh, nice. last year early last year i think it was like early almost this time in the and you know he kind of was i think he was kind of given i think it was hopefully you know fun poking prodding about drums and rums and then it's like okay yeah. drums and rums and lums and he goes kind of just kind of get drums and rums and crumbs i it was like okay yeah <laughs> I, I know it's a play on words and yes it's it's silly yeah. and catchy but again it people remember it so um but yeah so yeah jim had uh Anyway, so what I was saying was, you know, all these different people from all over connecting the dots and, uh, you know, you know, if you know, somebody sees somebody, it's always, you know, I always kind of, that's how I look at it. It's like, you know, a friend of mine is a friend of yours kind of thing. And, uh, right. you know, if somebody sees somebody, they always say, hey, you know, so-and-so, can you introduce me to so-and-so? You know, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. and because that, that's how I do a lot of the podcast too. I'll ask a, a guest that's been on and say, oh, you're, you know, so-and-so or you, or this, this, and this. 
do you mind introducing me to uh, come on the show? And uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, 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 it's this cool community of music and enjoying music and, you know, with a beverage and having a good time. We don't talk, you know, nobody knows anyone's political affiliation. Nobody knows about what religion, nobody, we're all just here enjoying the music. That's why the one common thing that brings everybody together is music, right? So absolutely. So trying to think, I, I think I might only know one drummer in Florida uh casey grillo he's the drummer for queensreich okay. he's the current tour- touring drummer for queensreich he played for camelot before that he was like i think original drummer for camelot and really cool guy he's based out of florida there somewhere i, I want to say tampa but i okay. could be wrong he also does a custom drumhead business where he makes drum heads for like some of the biggest names like he got he has a lot of his drum heads in the super bowl oh like, cool for brian brian frazier more like that played for madonna and just like that so many, so many artists have used him, his business. It's called, I want to say drum static. Okay. Uh, he's just done some crazy cool stuff, especially with LEDs and things like that too. Oh, cool. um, with, with his drum business, but really cool guy. I met him through Nam and through the beatnik. Um, Cause he was a beatnik artist, you know, with onboard research and stuff like that. So, but yeah, um, you cool. might, you know, I'll, I'll send you a link yeah. to, to him. Maybe, maybe he wants to come on the show and yeah, talk about That'd you be know. awesome. And like I said, I'm always up to, like, like you said, some of the distillery tours you've seen is I'm always up for traveling. I said, my goal has always been like to, to take a Guy Fieri show and the Sammy Hagar show where the, you know, they both drive to places and check out. That's what I want to do. But like with music, music and, you know, and, and, a, and a booze kind of aspect. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's actually been done before where they've married the two. Time. So yeah, no, if you're watching cool. this, anybody don't steal my idea. I've already copyright hashtag <laughs> copyright. Talk to my lawyer. Okay. That's my idea. Same thing with the cargo trailer conversion and the state campground and all that. By watching by watching this podcast, you have inadvertently have signed the non disclosure uh, agreement (laughs) that you just did not know about. So, so there you go. So, and hopefully that that's that separates us from the AI is the these ideas. You know, yeah, I got to throw it off there, right? Yeah. So, all right, Eric, are you are you ready for the rapid fire? Oh my gosh! Okay, I guess. Do you, I don't want, know. Do you need, do you need to refill? Do you need to refill your drink? No, I'm still good. I, okay. I made a big one because I knew we were probably going to talk for. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So let me cue this up here. Here we go. All right, here we go. So I'm not supposed to think too much about my answer. Just blurt it out. That's that right. It? That's right. Okay. First, first thing that kind of. First thing that comes to mind there, right? Don't overthink it, right? Okay. Like, again, this is something that you, again, this is something that I know most listeners are listening today know about this segment. And, you know, but for, for again, this was not a segment in April of 2020 when we taped episode number three. And again, you think about it, this is going to be episode 128. Dang. Crazy, right? It, how, awesome. how quickly time flies and, uh, and congratulations man. That's yeah awesome. now i appreciate it because i was telling some of this that last night actually he's like ah you know you, you know i, I want to do a pie. i have this thing and i go yeah sure here's my card and i said I'll, I'll talk to you i mean i don't i'm i'm not telling you anything you probably couldn't go look up in yourself i mean you know anything more than a conversation over a, a coffee or whatever but i said i told him i said the stat i always hear is most podcasts stop or fail are at like they don't make it past the seventh episode because people are like, hey, this wow. is a cool idea, but then it's a lot of work, yeah. you know. And, and so, but anyway, yeah. so yeah. But it's uh, I'm I'm glad you know. Again, as I mentioned earlier, was COVID could have really stopped this podcast from you know continuing after two episodes, 
And yeah. uh, so, but anyway, all right. Maybe maybe it was what kept it going. Who knows? Okay, so how That's many? True. You got four, it's four questions, right? So this is called, you know, in four beats or less, right? Okay. All right. So yeah, so this is in four beats or less. Some people ask us, well, what's the tempo? I said, well, I said, I said just four beats. So and so forth. So, all right. So question number one. We decided the tempo, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. So in four beats or less, who's on your Mount Rushmore of drummers? Ah, Benny Greb, uh, Buddy Rich, Tommy Lee. Oh man, Steve Gadd. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. That was, that was probably six or seven <laughs> beats there. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. This has got to be the beat, the the segment for the beatnik, uh, the rhythm analyzer here. That's 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 what this should be. We should that should be the sponsor of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> but there's four guys on the Mount Rushmore. So no, 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 no. See, I had a I had a guest say to me, "Well, wait a minute. This is my Mount Rushmore." I said, that's true. I didn't say okay. how many. I just said, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Okay. You know, and uh, I, had, I had interviewed a, 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 one of the uh, drummers from the event from the other night. And, you know, he's, hopefully I don't get dinged. Uh, but yes, his parents were at least in attendance, but he was underage, right? So again, it's, most of them was like, it was a very similar, like the uh, School of Rock, you know, was a, another local music school, live music community here in the West Palm Beach area. And uh, so I'm talking to the kids, interview, you know, kind of interviewing them. You know, the parents all thought it was kind of a cool thing. It's like, oh, you know, you kind of, this is something different for them to do before a show, right? Before going up on stage. And yeah. uh, I, so I asked him, I said, okay. So, you know, I said, he was the only drummer sitting there. I said, all right. I said, so I asked this question on all my guests. I said, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast because you're not old enough. But, you know, who's on your Mount Rushmore? And he says, my dad. I said, okay. He goes, that's it. He goes, because his dad plays drums and his percussion. I'm like, that's a really cool, that's a really cool uh, answer. So I have not oh, had no, anybody say awesome. their dad. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, that's so awesome. question number two, and these are not all drum related. So some mm-hmm. people ask, sometimes I have to explain myself the drums and rums podcast is and sometimes not always, dr- always drums and not always, always rums and not even uh, both things together. It can be a hundred percent one or the other or whatever. And it that sometimes is a is a uh, stickling point for some people because they don't get the association with, you know, obviously, if, obviously, if there's any drummer, drummer whoever's in recovery, I will probably never get them on the show just because of the connotation. But anyway, for sure, yeah. All right, so question number two. Okay. Best concert you've been to? Oh man, I've been to a lot of concerts. I'm I'm, I'm failing on this. <laughs> I'd have to say. Those stones was a, was a good one, and that was right before COVID. It was, okay, you know, big seventy five thousand. You know, it was it was a Energy Stadium here in Houston, and I just thought there's no way this this size of a concert is going to be that good. And we were, you know, way up in the back, but it was it was so good. The sound was good. You know, giant screens. I don't know. That's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Hopefully, yeah. that's the hardest one. All right. Now, well, I don't know. We'll see. So, all right. So the stones. Or the best concert you've seen. Okay, so in question number three, in four beats or less, bad experience, Fireball or Jaeger? Jaeger, but it's been a long time. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a hardened veteran, so <laughs> I've learned. So I know that was a question. They, one of the answers like, you know, what cocktails or drink, you know, favorite drink, whatever, and he answered it. So I think, oh, all right, I'm going to have to throw this one in there. So if he's I'm got new to at me. the Fireball, so give me time. Yeah. <laughs> 
actually, we were talking about Goldschlager earlier. I said, I actually was, somebody was pouring Goldschlager in here. This is like back 20 years ago. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have a shirt on and it was like pouring and missed my mouth. And it was like going down my you know body. And I was like, actually gotten alcohol burns because it was, uh, either I'm so super pale or, uh, it actually was, you know, pretty high cut proof, uh, booze. All right. So question number four. Crazy, roll, please. Craziest drum related story you got. And you don't uh, and you can okay. go more than four you can go more than four beats on this one. I'll try and keep it really short. I I went to do a, a a TV shooting for a reality show back when reality shows were just popping off huge. It was called Girl Meets Cowboy. It was an LA crew came to Tucson, Arizona on a big ranch. And I was playing with a good buddy of mine, Andy Hersey. You gotta give a shout out to him one of my best friends, one of the most talented people I've ever worked with. Anyways, he gets hired to be the, you know, the backup band where the girls and the Cowboys are dancing, you know, at the, at the corral. It's out in the middle of the desert, pretty far drive. I get there and I don't have my cymbals. No time to go back. No time to call anybody to kind of bring any cymbals. So I didn't know what to do. And I ended up taking the license plates off my car put them on the cymbal stands and just played the shit out of those <laughs> license plates. It sounded horrible, but that was it. Yeah. That, that, that never saw the light of air. It's probably the light of day is probably my fault, but you know, <laughs> so we can't do anything with this. <laughs> right. I ruined it. Oh, whole man. Production. All right. If you're yeah. listening to this, anyone's in Hollywood or, or whatever, please let's find this video. There's gotta be, of course, it's always <laughs> somewhere. Oh. Come on. Come on, it's tic- it, you know, make Eric TikTok money, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> license plate dr- symbols. There you go. So, oh, all right, Eric. Well, there, that wasn't too bad. Again, it's a little fun, no, was, you know. Yeah, there's, fun. there's fun. So, we'll uh, we'll br- uh, jump on back there. So, again, um, I can't remember now. So, I, so far back, did I think, didn't you get a shirt? The didn't you get a okay. So again, I totally I, should have worn it today too. <laughs> does it still? Totally I know sure. after three years, does it feel still fit? Right, that should be the question. Is anyone who comes back <laughs> on the show? Do you need I'm a little dip? baggy, man? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I know that. That was another one thing. Is I had this whole idea about the shirts, and I was like, no, I said I'm just going to keep those shirts. I'm just going to give it to the guests. You know, twenty yeah. bucks. You know, whatever the shipping is, and uh, uh, and. You know, and again, it's kind of a cool thing. It's a branding thing. And, you know, I've got some guests that are overseas and in other countries and, you know, and it's like, hey, here's a shirt and wear it and people see it and whatever and ask the question. So it's a, yeah, yeah it's a pretty cool thing. So, so unfortunately, I don't have anything for returning guests. So, oh, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> One of these days it's going to make it into a quilt because there's this lady in town that makes quilts out of your old like rock t shirts. Okay. Stuff like okay. And I thought, you know, I'm going to have a couple of those made. And when I have a bigger studio someday, We'll put those up on the wall for go. some extra soundproofing, you know? That's pretty cool. Cool. I got way too many rock t-shirts. I can't get rid of them and I just don't wear them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I wish I had still had some of mine, but again, it's, uh, like I said, have talking to mine up right up there at the very oh, top. I see the Jaeger. Yeah. There's a bunch of t-shirts that I wrapped around some like one inch sound deadening boards and just put them up on the angle of the ceiling. Mm. So I used a few, but yours is not up there yet. <laughs> cool so as we as we wrap up here eric you know so what's uh again what do you want to have people check out you know what do you want to do promote social media etc websites you know venmo cash app whatever <laughs> yeah no i'm 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 pretty uh 
pretty bad about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I have a website, ericqlove.com, and I try and keep that up to date, you know, with the gigs I'm playing. And, and I've got a Spotify playlist. You know, if you just search Eric True Love, I kind of have um, procured a, a, a playlist of um you know, projects I've been on that, that are on Spotify. So there's a bunch that I've been on that aren't on Spotify. So that's kind of a smattering. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I try and do Instagram and all that, but I still have my drum and drummer school of percussion, like Facebook page is still active. Okay. So, you know, if someone wants to find me, that it's not hard, which is kind of scary, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, everything's so much out there and you know, that, yeah. on the, the yeah. internet. But cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I appreciate so, the opportunity, man. I really appreciate you asking me back, and yeah, and I think it's awesome that you're you're doing this and it's growing and it's it looks great, sounds yeah. great. I no, I appreciate it. it's uh, again, and thanks to you know the invite to you know come back on. I you know um and and it's again three years. It just as crazy as to think it was three years ago, and uh, I, you know, and hopefully it's not another three years. And again, let's let's try to. I do maybe some more stuff and collaboration and other stuff. You know, I, I like to try to branch a little bit more from just some of the podcast stuff and do a little bit more video stuff. And, and, and again, for me, try to get my butt back in the drum, drum throne, right. To do some stuff. I mean, I think okay. I posted, I went over to the, my, my practice space and I was just, again, just kind of, just kind of doing a little fooling around and being, you know, I had a short amount of time and I was just sitting there and I was watching all these guys on, on Instagram with you know, all their crazy drum stick flips and so forth. And I just took mine. I threw it against the tie, the the rack tom. It bounced back. I threw it again, and then it, it went that way. And I just was thought it was funny as shit. And I was, you know, I recorded the whole. Like I said, rec- just let just record everything and see what happens. And That's I posted, awesome. I posted it, and it's interesting with all the social media is that the video got different traction depending on what social media site, you know. So hmm. I know it's, yeah. it was kind of funny though, but I was like. It, it's a weird nut to crack, you know, the whole, the whole yeah. social media thing. Yeah. Got to get some creative stuff that people find, you know, we'll draw them in. So, but, uh, but yeah. yeah. So Eric, I appreciate, uh, you know, coming on to the podcast here. Uh, so for, for us here, uh, like I said, uh, it's definitely, let's, let's not, let's, let's not make it three, three more years. Right. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep in touch for sure. Yeah. So, so Eric, I like, thank you for coming on the podcast, talking about drums and, you know, catching up on a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So check out the drums and rooms podcast, give it a like and follow, give it a review. Lots of other great episodes that are out there. Go back to listen. If you didn't listen to haven't heard episode three, you can see how much I've, you know, we've, we've definitely have improved and matured or whatever the word is over the time and uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube page. They were trying to get to a thousand subscribers. That's the magic number uh, that everyone looks at. And also check out the website, drumsandrums.com. So thank you all and have a great day. This is Paul. We're the back beats meets the spirits. Thanks all. Cheers. <laughs>